On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Newman Jets Volleyball has won just three matches over its previous two seasons, but in the delayed 2020 season played this spring, Jets Volleyball picked up four victories and you could tell that optimism was building. And the Jets have certainly capitalized on that this spring. Newman entering this weekend's game 7-9 and with double-digit wins still very much in play for this team, as is a winning record and the possibility of the team's first postseason appearance since 2016. It's been too long, Jet fans. Welcome in to Season 3 of the JetCast, your weekly look inside Newman University Athletics. I'm the voice of the Jets, Blake Cripps, joined here today by Coach Jose Lugo, finally returning to competition this year after the break in 2020 and playing a spring season, the 2020 season, in 2021. That ended up just a couple of weeks ago. Offensively, the team is really spreading it around this year with multiple Jets closing in on that 200-kill mark. I asked Coach Lugo what it was like having such a balanced offense this season. Riding the hot hand, um... It's been kind of nice to see how balanced everything is for us offensively and defensively. Uh, And so it's kind of great to just look at a stat sheet at the end of the night and find a different player each night that has just contributed at a really high level um, and help us achieve some success. So that's that's been really, really fun to see this season. Last time out was on Tuesday against Central Oklahoma. 3-0 3-0 sweep by the Broncos against you. They've been one of the top-tier teams in the MIAA for most of the season. What were the things that the Broncos were able to take away that limited your efficiency on offense? Um, you know, I thought they they did a really good job of making the play when the ball was in front of them. Um, and so uh, we, we went down there and we had some opportunities and we – allowed them to stay comfortable um, and be in a position to just kind of continue to make some plays. Uh, If we're able to put a little bit more pressure offensively, um, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that that we're able to take that second set and then just kind of, you know, start back at even in in the third set and see what happens. Um, But yeah, just offensively, some of our decision making wasn't wasn't as, as sharp. Salome Romp is going to be joining me here in just a moment. She is a sophomore outside hitter on this team, leading the Jets with over 200 kills. And later on, we'll talk with women's soccer coach Jay Holmes as he picked up his first official win as the women's soccer coach just this last weekend. So that's coming up on the show. What do you what do you think has been the source of the biggest improvement on the squad? Because I know that you have been you, you talked to me all last year about man we're our numbers are looking so much better and when you look back to the last year we have stats for 2019 to this year 
I mean, it's not even a comparison. You guys are so far ahead in terms of blocking, in terms of hitting percentage. Pretty much every single stat that you could be better at, you're better at. What do you think has been the source of that improvement? A willingness to buy into, you know, the systems and um, experience is also huge, right? So you've got, you know, a bunch of kids that were freshmen last year that were getting all of their firsts in the entire year and so now they're they're a year older you know uh, oh well i guess we can just say like five months yeah kind of um i mean it, it feels like it's like two know, years yeah, older, doesn't it yeah for sure um but but it's 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 a significant difference you know sophomore year is a little bit different than your freshman year where again you're just seeing everything for the first time and so um with that experience under their belt they're a lot more comfortable um and because of that comfort level, it's just easier to buy into stuff, you know, because um, you're not as stressed out about things as you were in your first year. So uh, everything makes more sense um, now as well. So I, I think that's been been big for them, for sure. It, it was so interesting. And I know that losing a player, your third team, all MIAA player, Trinity Conley, who retired with a shoulder injury over the offseason, uh, third team, all MIAA or freak athlete was a big blow but you guys have replaced him with two players that are likely going to get over that 200 kill mark and Sal Romp coming up and Riley Doherty is right there on the cusp of eclipsing that so you guys have had to really change how you run the offense because Trinity had so many swings but and, and nothing against her she was an amazing player I know you wish that you had her on this team but you guys have been able to become even more efficient offensively with this new fleet of jets what has allowed you to lose a player like that and be able to plug in Sal into a bigger role and then obviously a former Bishop Carroll Golden Eagle Riley Doherty has come up and really taken uh, the opportunity to start her freshman year and really has performed at a very high level for you uh, in her freshman year in the MIAA. I think that's the key right there is, uh, you know, more people being brought into the fold um, and confidence by the setters of being able to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I know that this is what's happening on the other side of the net, so let me just throw the ball over here and we're going to get this kid one-on-one -on -one and give that kid an opportunity to go take a swing. And uh, the hitters are embracing that challenge and just saying, yeah, set me, set me. And so, um, you know, overall as a team, we have that kind of edge um, this fall where we know that when, when, when it's tight, we can set anybody and we know that they're going to take a pretty good swing. And, um, you know, I think we relied on, on Trinity a little bit as, as uh, such a phenomenal and understandably so. athlete, right? You know what I mean? Um, but that comes a little bit to the detriment of uh, the experience of some of the other players on, on the floor. Can you, right? in volleyball, you know, I don't feel like I'm as knowledgeable about volleyball mm -hmm. as some of the other sports that, that I cover on a regular basis. <laughs> Is there an element when you have such a big part of your offense running through one player mm -hmm. Um, you know, because you look at the like, let's look at the great Wichita State Shocker team that went undefeated in the American. Mm -hmm. You knew who the players were going to be that you needed to guard, but there were so many of them. Right. When you have one that's so far head and shoulders above everybody else, is there a degree of predictability that maybe your team doesn't have because it does have more options on offense? Correct. Um, now, with that said, yeah, when you have when you have, you know, somebody that's touching ten four on a roster 
and is kind of jumping over some people, um, give them the ball. Cause <laughs> of course, you know, they, they've right. You yeah. know? Um, so, so yeah, it, it is what it is, but, um, without that level of physicality, um, you know, kind of missing from last season and a ton of experience missing from last season. Um, it's just been really great to see everybody stepping into their roles. And that's been the, the best part of watching them grow this season is nobody has any expectations of, of being Trinity Conley. Um, uh, you know, you know that she's a, phenomenal talent and so um nobody's looking at that and going like all right this is who i'm going to be they're they've embraced this idea that we've been pushing for the past few years uh, with me being here as a coach of you have to be the best you that you can be as cheesy as that sounds um but that's the only thing that you can be well and and so far it's been working this has been by far your best team certainly in the hunt to make it to the miaa tournament certainly in the hunt to get a winning record notched for you for the first time and to get to double digit wins we talk about the attackers a lot and deservedly so they're the ones that get the kills they're the ones that get the newspaper clippings but obviously you've got to have that setter running the offense Mm -hmm. to make a difference for you and jenna devore has been the primary setter has the most assists for you this year by far you have run in a player coach rebecca hageman at times Mm -hmm. you just brought back young miss weaver off of injury but talk about your group of setters focusing on on jenna devore obviously first off um how has her growth been in her first year in the program and in, in trying to run a much different offense than you guys ran last year? And, and obviously, you know, with the attack percentages showing such a big improvement over two years ago, I know you have to be excited about having her in your program for the next few years as you guys continue to grow with each other as a family and as a team. Yeah, that's been really great to, um, you know, obviously have Jenna in the program uh, her release is really smooth and it allows us to run the tempo of offense that we run. Um, and what's great about her is that, you know, she's, she's paying attention to the, um, scattering report and kind of what we need to do against certain blockers and, uh, with certain hitters in the front row. And so, um, she's very, very aware of the things that are required for us to go score some points. So then she just stays and does her thing. And, and, you know, it's, it's not very complicated, right? Sure. Um, and she does a really good job of not complicating things. And, um, that's been great for the other setters to be able to see that and go like, Oh, okay. This, this is a lot more simple than it, than, than I've, you know, sometimes learned, Sure. That is, that the setting position um, has to be. You no, know, it, it is it is a pretty simple um, job, and so they've been able to see that, and they've been able to do a, a little bit of the same, um, and that's kind of allowed us some success. We're we really like running our six two with our two setters. Um, we feel like we get the most amount of swings running the six two as opposed to a five one, um, and so you know, because of that, we, we really enjoy running the two setter system. Um, and it, it's been great having Jenna. She's been a great impact for our program and our culture. And of course, um, Becca and Kinsey have been phenomenal. Um, it was really fun to get to watch Kinsey play, you know, these last three matches after 
spending essentially an entire year, you know, rehabbing a couple of injuries. Sure. Um, and so getting her her first collegiate experience was was really special and being able to just sit there and watch her go. Um, that was pretty special. You've mentioned culture, and I know that's something that else that people have talked about is chemistry, and I know they're buzzwords and extremely cliche, but everybody has said that you know this team feels so close this year. Not that other teams weren't close, but that they really have bonded together. And I know that that doesn't necessarily translate into more points per set or fewer service errors or anything like that or, or more wins, but it certainly feels like this year, with as close as everybody says you guys are, there certainly has been a strong correlation that this has been by far the best team that you've had in your time here. You know, um, every season has its own vibe and every season has its own challenges. And I, the one thing that I've really noticed about this group this season is that um, they're pretty aware of the challenges in front of them. Um, and so they've done a pretty good job of handling when, when they've got some stresses, um, there's still growth to be made there, but that's the one thing that I think impresses me the most, particularly for a really young team. Cause in the grand scheme of things, we are mostly freshmen and sophomore. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's be exciting too. Oh, you. without a doubt, without a doubt. And, um, but you know, with that said, there there are lots of challenges that that they will still face as they move forward, and and it's all going to be about you know um, how they respond to those challenges. And right now, they've they've responded pretty well to the to the challenges um, that they faced, um, and they're open to talking about those things with each other. Um, and that's that's kind of a big growth piece for any athlete is you know when when athletes face challenges and they retreat and kind of go to themselves um this team is not like that they they really they really want to talk to each other about the things that are working and what isn't working and how they can contribute to um creating some solutions and that's kind of a a, a pretty pretty nice place to be in as a group well the next solution you're gonna have to find is one for the number four jennies of central missouri and gosh it seems like you guys play a top five team every week in the miaa yeah. uh, what's the unique challenge that central missouri is going to provide your team here on saturday three o'clock first serve here at fuca gymnasium uh, they'll be streamed on the miaa network as well if you want to watch that match um, but what are you looking forward to in this central missouri match and the same thing as everybody else in this conference is that they're physical, you know. Um, uh, Central Missouri is really physical. They're very well coached. Um, yeah, everybody is everybody's good. Everybody's good. Um, and that's the fun of being in the MIAA for volleyball. Uh, there are no off weekends. You can't just roll in somewhere and go like, oh, yeah, we're just going to win this match. Uh, that doesn't happen in our conference. Uh, no, um, we can. Everybody can compete, and so you've got to bring your best effort, and, and you've got to um, be gritty, and you've got to be able to, um, you know, grind out points. And so, if you're able to do that, you can put a little bit more pressure on the other side of the net. And right now, the the top five teams in our conference are just able to do that at 
at just a little bit better rate than than the rest of us. They are really, really good, and they have another chance to pick off a top 25 win coming up on Saturday, 3 o'clock first serve here at Fugate Gymnasium. Coach Luco, thanks for the time. Best of luck. Thank you, Blake. We will have Salome Romp, sophomore outset hitter, leading the Jets in kills. She's coming up next on the JetCast. Great performances on the court do not happen without great support off the court. That's why Newman Athletics is excited to announce the opening of its new Aviator Club. We invite you to join us in the important mission of supporting the Jets. You can make a huge difference in the lives of our 300 student-athletes by signing up for one of the four club levels. Becoming a member is easy and will have a great impact on Newman Athletic Facilities, recruiting, and more. Plus, memberships come with privileges like game passes, discounts at the new online Jet Store, special events, and much, much more. So join today by clicking on the Aviator Club on our website, newmanjets.com. And as always, thanks for your support of Newman University Athletics. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Back on our first JetCast of the year, talking Newman Jets volleyball back in action with another big match. It seems like they play a top 25 team each and every week in the MIAA. This time it will be the Jennies of Central Missouri, number four team in the country, coming up 3 o'clock for the first serve at Fugate Gymnasium. Joining me here is a first-year sophomore or a second-year freshman, however you want to think of it, Salome Romp, the Jets' leader in kills on the season. She's got over 200 already. Previously led New Mexico Class 5A in high school with 333 kills her senior season back in 2019. She took her Santa Fe Demonettes to the state tournament. Salome Romp, everybody calls her Sal, though, <laughs> and this is her second appearance on the JetCast. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, you guys, for the first time, you for the first time, get the chance to kind of experience a normal season. You get to come out. You're playing in the fall. You guys have had some really ecstatic crowds. The red out was absolutely amazing. I know you yeah. wanted the results to be a little bit different, but man, those guys over there, I thought they were going to break the bleachers. <laughs> it was so loud. It definitely felt like a college atmosphere. Mm -hmm. How exciting has that been for you to be able to bring your classmates, your boyfriends, your friends, girlfriends coming in, parents, family, to actually get to see and watch you guys play and, and, and get Fugate Gymnasium really loud here this spring oh, or this, this fall, I should it's say. It's been absolutely amazing. I mean, last year we weren't really able to do that with COVID and everything, but this year everyone coming in, it's just it brings a different element to the game. I mean, um, we really rely on the energy. Our team really relies on the energy and just having the crowd get hyped up and get excited with us, it just really helps and it makes things so much more fun. How do you gauge the team's improvement and your own improvement? Obviously last year, I know because Coach Luca was telling me like, man, our stats are looking so, so good compared to the year before. Those were not publicly released. The MIAA made the decision that last year's volleyball season when they canceled it in 2020, they wanted the girls to have an opportunity to play, which I, I obviously, let's start with that. How thankful are you, even though the season didn't count, no records, no stats, didn't count against your eligibility, how thankful were you that the, the 
leaders at the MIAA made the decision that, okay, let's at least give the girls a spring season to work out, to try to get get better and get to know each other as a program and as teammates? Oh, I'm absolutely very thankful. I mean, it was very helpful. Um, even though it didn't really directly count towards a season, it was still really fun to be able to have my freshman year and play college matches with everyone on the team. And it was just a great experience. And I think it also really helped me to mature in a special way, too, now coming into my sophomore year. And, and what what way do you feel like you matured the most coming from, you know, uh, such a different you freshman. It's such a weird thing because you come out of high school 2019. You know, that's the end of your college career. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you play basketball? No. OK. Did Only you play in any spring sports? Only volleyball. Only volleyball. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. Volleyball seems to be one of those specialization, mm-hmm. you know, club kind of a kind of sports. But you you exit high school volleyball 2019 obviously you've got your spring semester Mm -hmm. to graduate take care of the books as you do but um you know you have that where the world is totally normal Mm -hmm. and then you enter into college and everything is so different Mm -hmm. for you in what way do you feel that you matured the most honestly i would say playing wise i've matured a lot as in i'm actually able to hit a wide variety of shots now whereas compared to last year i just wanted to hit the ball as hard as i could (laughs) Um, but also mentally, I mean, this year I'm actually able to just really dive deep and help the team and help myself without shutting down, in a sense. I mean, um, Jose and I have a very good relationship where we can just talk things through. And like the other game, the game the other day, I honestly felt like I was hurting the team more than anything. And we, I sat down and talked with him, and he's like, no, you're actually doing okay. Like, we'll keep you in, and if you feel you need to come out, we'll take you out. And so... I think just being able to have that open line of communication is just a really big difference. How have you gauged your own improvement? Obviously, you and Coach know what the numbers said about last year Mm -hmm. and how they had trended so far in a positive direction from even the year before when we did have the stats and records. How have you gauged your improvement going from the spring season that you played that they actually played that 2020 season this spring so just a couple of months ago you mm-hmm. wrapped it up in what, April or May or whenever it was yeah. and and now coming back for the the fall season and its traditional slot on the schedule how have you gauged your own improvement how has coach been gauging the program's improvement in this short two three four month span um well in my personal own improvement the numbers my numbers are a lot better I mean I'm hitting at my lowest game, I think I hit a 100 or something like that. So not terrible, but not like not amazing. But this year also my numbers have been very good, especially for blocking, hitting, um, just in general. But then also with the team, the numbers have been phenomenal compared to the last year and the season before, um, especially with the blocking. The blocking is being such a key factor that our defense is able to touch every ball before it hits the ground. And it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, How does that give you guys – a momentum boost because I feel you know there are sabermetricians out there that will say our oh, momentum doesn't really exist if you go and watch a volleyball match you know it is amazing how often when a coach will call a timeout and the mm-hmm. next serve will be out or mm-hmm. into the net or when a team will get a huge block as you mentioned at the mm-hmm. net and it will totally change the dynamic of a set of a match how do you feel momentum plays a role? And, and going back to your point, how do you feel a big block charges you up mm-hmm. when it's your turn to either if you're set, siding out or if you're you know, getting back on serve, whichever mm-hmm. way you're, you're, you're going there or getting ready to receive? How does that charge you guys up as a unit when somebody gets a big block, whether it's Jada or somebody else there on the front line? 
Oh, it gets the entire team flying. It feels like we're just on cloud nine and everyone, the amount of excitement, everyone feels like people throw themselves on the ground. We're like, you <laughs> freaking did that type thing. And like, I'm getting a big old smile now because just imagining it. And it's huge. Like even the people who don't understand the game of volleyball, when they see that, they get pumped up too. And that's huge because people like don't realize it, that the momentum really is a real thing. And um, especially when you're playing a good team and you just house the crap out of them, <laughs> they're going to be like, shoot. I, I didn't know. My that, that, bad. That's, that's, is that a volleyball term? You house them? I know I've yeah. heard of roof. Roof I've heard of. House I had not. That's, I might have to steal that. It might you. be a New Mexico thing, but it is a, it is a term. <laughs> Coach Lugo behind the camera says it is a New Mexico thing. And the other thing I wanted to – oh, no, he's, oh, he said it's a Wichita thing. It's, it's a, a volleyball thing. <laughs> so one thing I did want to ask about is you mentioned when somebody else makes a great play, when somebody makes a big dig – you know, really the this whole season, everybody is so charged up and mm. excited. And I don't want to necessarily say that the chemistry was bad before, but everybody on this year's team, from coach to you to other players, has said, boy, the chemistry on this year's team is just so amazing. What do you think has been the catalyst for that, and how has it impacted your guys' play and how you guys have been able to grow together as a unit? Honestly, I'm not – I can't put a – like an actual definition or not definition but i can't it's hard say, to put your finger on it's in, yeah it's in more maybe intangible yeah i can't say the real reason why the the connection and everything is just so good this year compared to last year i mean last year was very good it's just this year everyone is just so in tune together and um like we we have had no drama we've had no problems and everyone just gets along and we love to all hang out with each other we love to go dancing together and wow. it's just it's just so much fun like we're always together always hanging out always laughing joking we have our little dance parties before <laughs> each game and it's just it's a blast and, and maybe is there something to be said obviously um the restrictions have been lessened not that they're all gone but they have been lessened so you guys are allowed to hang out a little bit more maybe things are a little bit less stressful mm -hmm. for you guys obviously been trying to navigate last year of you know getting tested all the time yeah. and gosh are we even going to actually get to play this week and and all that you know so maybe that has something to do with it Maybe. I mean, it's but it's, it's it's a possibility. It's possible mentally. I feel like that frees up your your headspace a lot mm -hmm. because you look at the schedule that you guys play, and it feels like you're playing the number one team in the country almost every single mm -hmm. match. You play, you know, a, a Nebraska Carney team that was number one earlier in the season. They're not even the top twenty-five anymore. Mm -mm. They are undefeated outside the MIAA. They've lost to four MIAA teams, and they're a team that plays in the national championship pretty much every year. You guys took a set off number 10 northwest missouri uh you've got uh, number four ucm coming up and the last home game is against number one washburn how do you guys mentally deal with having such a brutal schedule with you know playing top 25 teams it seems almost every other match honestly per like personally i've never really thought about that mm -hmm. in that sense um, I just see it as the next game. It's going to be a good game. We're going to go in as hard as we can, especially with practice. I mean, we do a lot of playing and the amount of intensity and how hard we go after each ball is surreal. And so 
I think that's a huge factor too because we're constantly battling each other so hard in practice that when it comes to the actual team, we're like, okay, we're ready to go. I've actually watched in practice. You guys celebrate. You guys almost. I don't know if you practice celebrating in practice, but when you guys win your little drill that mm-hmm. you that you're doing, that one side celebrates and the other side, they're not happy that they lost. No. <laughs> You don't want to be on the wrong side. There is a lot of competition that happens in practice. I mean, you see a bit of egos come out, but it's a good thing. It honestly is. Like, um, no one wants to lose. I mean, we really hold each other accountable, which is a huge thing because, I mean, we're actually able to talk to each other and figure the things out to fix the problems instead of just shutting down. There's so many teams where the upperclassmen are definitely the drivers in terms Mm -hmm. of leadership. I don't really see it being that way on this team and that's not to say that the upperclassmen you know aren't doing their job or fulfilling Mm -hmm. their role but you know you're a young player and you're the one that's saying hey you got the next one or hey that's my bad that Mm -hmm. was a good set I'll get the next one Mm -hmm. it seems like everybody has kind of shared that role is is that unique among volleyball teams is that something that you guys have done specially here at Newman or is that something that that happens maybe more often than I think it does In my past teams, it's always been a select few who's been the leaders. And so this is a very new experience for me and a new environment. And it's really amazing because everyone on the team is a leader in their own sense. And everyone takes the passion and the drive and they keep going and going and going. So it's it's really nice to see because, you know, everyone, like I said, everyone holds each other uh, accountable and everyone's just okay with it. Everyone's able to say something to each other and we're all able to fix it. So it's a really great thing. And it's, it's, more rare than you would think. You guys really have to come and check them out playing. The energy has been phenomenal in Fugate Gymnasium this year. Obviously, if you can't make it out, the game is available to stream on the MIAA network, and the next one coming up is number four, Central Missouri. Boy, these Jennies have been awfully, awfully tough this year. (laughs) I know you're getting set to face them right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Still early in the week, still a few things to put in for the Jennies, obviously, Um, but, but what are your keys to the match as you try to upset Central Missouri? Um, well, the one thing that's great is the team always makes a set of goals before each match. We have a whiteboard in our locker room. We always make a set of goals, and everyone has to contribute at least one. And Interesting. Yeah, and it really helps us to get mentally prepared and focused on everything. So that's really nice, too, but it's just more the excitement of wanting to play. That's the thing is everyone just wants to play, wants to win, wants to go. That's the good thing about being in a conference like the MIAA. Every match is another opportunity Mm -hmm. to make a huge nationwide statement. Sal Romp, Salome Romp, is a sophomore outside hitter on this Newman Jets volleyball team. Once again, 3 o'clock first serve, taking on number four, Central Missouri, coming up on Saturday. Sal, best of luck to you. Thanks so much for the time. See you guys there. We will be wrapping up the show with women's soccer, talking with their head coach, coming up in just a moment. Where can you land the best Jets swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics and NewJetsGear.com store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. The latest clothing styles and hats to Newman branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. And NewJetsGear.com is your place to purchase sports specific, alumni, parents, and hard to find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone. And NewJetsGear.com or click the shop now button at NewmanJets.com. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. 
With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Wrapping things up with women's soccer this week on the JetCast. And we've got a couple of guests squeezing in here to the table this time out. First of all is the head coach finally, finally getting to actually coach some real soccer matches. It seems like we've been waiting for this forever, but Coach Holmes is with us here. And also joining us from the uh, midfield squad for Newman is Ashley Talley, a senior midfielder. Guys, congratulations. Jets just picked up their first win of the season last time out against the Lions of Missouri Southern State. Congratulations on the win, guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Well, let's start with you, Coach. Obviously, a big win for you, your first ever win as head coach of the Jets. Uh, You know, it, it seems like you have been here for so long and just waiting for this opportunity. And now you finally get it to get that first win. You guys have been competitive in so many matches. How great did that feel to be able to celebrate with the team after the match? I'm just so happy about the team's overall performance to finally get that win after playing so many close matches throughout the course of the season. Uh, just really happy with the result. And, and Ashley, what was it like for you guys to finally get over that hump and, and, and actually you know, see your hard work and practice come to fruition and, and be able to, to put that match away? Yeah, it felt so good. Um, we definitely had a lot of close matches, which was frustrating to not be winning. So it was just a big step forward for us. I know you look at the overall record at 1-8-1, and one, and I know that you guys are disappointed with the Rogers State and Northeastern State matches. But you look at Drury. I mean, Drury's lost one match the entire year, and the Fort Hayes State match was a one-goal match for, I think, 55 out of the 90 minutes. Every other match has been one goal. So, I mean, you guys have been right there playing in overtime. Coach, in your mind, what do you think has been just the little slight difference that has maybe prevented you from coming out on the other side and maybe making this a completely different season at about the 500 mark versus where you are now? I I think that we changed formations in the last uh, two or three weeks, and I think that's really made the difference in our our performance, especially from a defensive standpoint. Uh, You know, we've talked about uh, taking care of the minor details that result in opponents' goals in closing out and doing a better job of, of preventing our opponents from breaking the lines. And and certainly we, we've done that in the last several games. Ashley, how in the midfield, how has the new formation made you personally and then your other midfielders feel more confident on the defensive side of the ball? And obviously getting that big goal against uh, Missouri Southern was, was huge for, for the team as well. How do you think the formation changes are going to benefit you guys moving forward? I mean, uh, the biggest thing with the midfield is we're playing a lot more defensively now. So we have more defensive support, and then we're actually able to get forward and have more opportunities. I know one thing, Coach, that we talked about last season in the, I guess, the spring season. It wasn't last season because you guys didn't get a last season, but you said we've got to start finishing better offensively in the last third. You were really happy with how you played on the first two-thirds of the field. You guys played really good defensively last year in the, in the spring season. How do you continue to grow in that last third to get more of those opportunities in the back of the net? We just tr- try to cr- create situations in training that 
that create opportunities for them to to develop that confidence. And you know, I, th- I think we've we have been creating some solid chances, especially the last two or three games. Uh, out maybe outside of the UCM game, you know, that was more of a defensive game against really quality competition. But aside from that, it, it's just about body positioning. It's about technique. It's about paying attention to those details in the offensive third that hopefully will result in more goals for us moving forward. And every every system is different. Every you know alignment, as you say, is different. But as a midfielder, you're always kind of someone who has to be thinking about not just offense but defense and being able to play pretty much anywhere on the field. How do you view your role in that last third in terms of trying to get balls into the back of the net? Um, so in the last third, we're there for support, um, hopefully for a drop in the middle. Um, a lot of times the midfielders are wide open, and it could be an easy shot. Uh, 1-0 win against the Lions last time out. What was the difference in that match in your mind, Coach? I, I just thought that our possession was outstanding, and we were able to, to uh, capitalize on the mistakes that they made. And actually, you know, I, I w- we could have scored two or three goals in that game, had a couple of breakaway opportunities that we uh, were unable to fully capitalize on. But uh, possession was, was outstanding, which allowed us to put more pressure on their back line, which resulted in the goal. And when you're talking about possession, maybe for the fans who aren't quite as soccer savvy, you're just talking about the time that you guys are in control of the soccer ball, correct? Exactly. In that particular game, we had 66% of the possession. Wow. That's saying, what, what's, a, what's a goal that you have going into a match? Well, 50% or more. 50, that's it. If, that's if it. you have 50% if or more. About 50% is, is a good possession. And then as a percentage. player, when you're trying to keep possession, maintain possession, and obviously when you're on the defensive side, you want to get that ball back, what's the key to having a good possession game? Um, honestly, staying calm. Staying calm on the ball. Um, picking your head up, seeing what your options are, and just picking a good pass. Jackie was the MIAA goalkeeper of the week for you guys. One goal. She faced 31 shots and gave up just one goal, so she was absolutely unbelievable. What an honor for her. What made her so, you know, I guess indomitable would be the right word over this last weekend uh, when she stopped just about everything. Yeah, I think that she, she just got into a rhythm. Uh, throughout the course of that UCM game and did a really good job of managing the defensive back four and just made sure that she had a good line of sight on the shots that they did take from the outside. And a couple of her saves were just exceptional. Well, yeah, you you nodded as as he said that. What did did those saves look like uh, you watching on, on ground level out there? I mean, one of the saves was a PK. And a PK should be like a 90% or higher that they're gonna score. So that's amazing that um, she was able to save a PK. Not an easy weekend coming up for you guys at all. The Ichabods and the Lady Hornets. Washburn is Friday at 7 o'clock at Wilkins. Emporia State is uh, ranked, I think I looked there, the number seven, team in the, uh, number seven team in the regional rankings and number three in the country. I don't understand how that works, how they can be seventh regionally, but the coaches have them third. So you, maybe you can explain that. But I, anyway, I can't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Any way you slice it, this is going to be a really, really tough weekend as you take on the Turnpike Tussle rivals. Uh, what's the goal against the Ichabods and Lady Hornets this weekend? Yeah, I think we just need to continue what we have been doing to this point in 
in in uh, really doing a, a good job of defending in that four two three one. And when we get our chances to get involved in the counterattack, to do so quickly and try and get in behind to create opportunities for ourselves. And Ashley, as a senior leader, how do you try to build on this momentum with two really, really good clubs coming here to Wichita coming up this weekend? I mean, we just keep the environment. Uh, we're excited, uh, just talking a lot. But I think we just have a better mentality now. Um, we tend to play better against better teams. So we just step up to the challenge. Ashley Talley and Coach Holmes going to be on those on the uh, pitch for the Jets coming up this weekend at Wilkins. Once again, they've got Washburn Friday at 7 o'clock. Emporia State, 1 p.m. on Sunday, taking on the Ichabods and the Lady Hornets. Guys, thanks for the time and good luck. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Blake. That is our show for this week. We're back next week. We'll be posting these weekly, newmanjets.com slash podcasts. So we'll see you next week on the Jetcast. So until then, Blake Cripps saying, good Jets.